Welcome to the Buck Hook Podcast. From the shallow waters of the Lower Laguna Madre to the deep blue waters of the Gulf of Mexico and the thick mesquite brush of South Texas, follow along as the Buck Hook crew take you on their outdoor adventure. And now, here's your host, Jason Saldivar. What's going on, Buck Hook Nation? Episode 7 is here. I'm with the boys again. Today, we are going to talk a little bit about what's coming up this week. Next time you do hear us, we will be talking about our duck hunt that we're about to go on. Before we do get started, I'll let the boys introduce themselves. Going on, guys? Scuba here. Hey, hey, DJ. Going on, amigos? This is Willie again. So we are four days away from duck hunting, guys. How do y'all feel about that? Excited. Cold already. Yeah, the weather's nice right now. Now it feels like duck season. That wind came in last night, or that cold front came in last night. Early morning, like what, five? Four o'clock in the morning on the island. Did you get a call from Devin? Yeah, oh, he texted me, but I had already fallen asleep. Devin is that kind of person that as soon as a storm comes in, he's calling DJ so that they can go explore. Wow. Uh, yeah, dude. Uh, do you remember he when- He it works for the weather channel? What? Have you ever been in DJ's truck? No. Oh, dude. It looks like a command center. It is. Oh, nice. He got inside mine today and he saw a little radio head. It's like, what does it look like mine today now? Like the inside of the the, his, the truck. And it was like, yeah, I'm going for that. <laughs> <laughs> you have like all radios that you can possibly have, like CB radio, VHF radio. A little bit of everything. Yeah. That's cool. Nice. When that storm, right before the shallow sport or after the shallow sport, we had. It, it, was, it was about that time when the tornado hit uh, Laguna er- Heights. Early summer. Yeah, early summer. Um, that storm came in. I was at Devin's. DJ was at, I believe he was at his place. But um, lights go out. Water started coming into Devin's apartment on the oh first floor. I swear, dude. Water through that window where that crack is oh, okay, on, the, okay, okay, on the concrete. Okay. So water started coming in. And then we cleaned that up. And we hit up DJ. And DJ's like, dude, I'm about to. I think you were already actually at Jim's Pier. Yeah, I was at Jim's Pier checking on the boat. Because anytime a storm comes in. That's Northern your first concern. Oh yeah, the big boat, you know, the regulator. It's, been, it's on the lift. Luckily, it's out of the water, but you know, the lift bangs up against the dock. It could beat up the dock. It's a lot of weight on that lift. Yeah, when the tides come up, we've seen how. Obviously, that one won't. It won't flip because it's it's really high off the water and it's really heavy to to get it off those. Yeah, yeah, the island would have to be flooded, flooded in order to get it off that lift. Yeah, but we have seen some boats over there by Jim's Pier flip over with these kind of storms. Yeah, Jim's Pier, and also often. Like um, most of the time when the storms come in, you'll see them flipped or whatever. Pirates Landing as well. Uh, that was after the heavy rain the storm had gone through. Um, or no, 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 no. It was around that time. It was around that time. I it's think that was, was a like, different storm. There was like three, four storms that same period. They were like back to back every other week or so. Yeah, yeah. No, that one was a, it was a heavy rain and it was constant rain um, when the shallow sport went down on that one. And what exactly happened? That one was just tied up at the dock and and uh, just uh, it kept taking on water. Like once you get like from the if if the water's coming in from the back end of a boat, uh, especially shallow sports or like shallow water boats, it eventually covers the deck and it can't drain out fast enough because the waves are coming in too fast. So like it 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 eventually just makes its way into the hatches or like if you have a raised center console, there's usually little holes that right. drains out the center console. It'll go in there. Or, you know, just, just it'll find its way it somewhere. It just takes over. Exactly. And and that's what causes those boats to sink, you know. And you saw that boat 
I mean, that motor was barely above the water, right? Yeah, it was barely above the water, but it, luckily it was already on the bottom. The tide wasn't really high, so it it kind of lucked out for him because it couldn't go any lower. So once I pumped out all the water, it started floating again, and he came back up. And whose boat was that? I don't know whose boat that was. So that's one thing that you like to do. You're a local at South Padre Island and a, a known captain. You've been there your whole life. Since I've known you, you've you've lived out there. And so what you tend to do is go out there and, and give a helping hand when these storms come in. Yeah, because, I mean, usually these storms, whenever they're bad, they come in late night, you know, 2, 3 in the morning. And usually I'm up, you know, everyone else is asleep, hammered hammered at home you know <laughs> especially on a friday or saturday night but yeah. and that's what, going back to you know that day we were at devin's house and we hit you up and you were already at the docks you know working you work you started off there at jim's pier made sure that everything was set and by the time we headed out i think you were making your way to sea ranch to sea ranch to check on murphy's boat and those boats right yeah and the well the trash can the dumpster um the you know how it's covered with fence oh yeah all that got knocked down um there was a boat that broke loose that uh it was i think it was like a 46 foot hatters something like that that it came out of its slip yeah it came out of its slip and because it was side tied like at the end of sea ranch and if you know sea ranch like the like if it's a northern northern wind it like if you're at the end of the the marina the channel there it's probably like the worst area to be in because it just the north wind just hits there. Yeah. So that boat was side tied up there and it broke loose and drifted all the way in towards a pretty much the Pokemon slip and just got stuck there. Just cornered out. It didn't hit the Pokemon. I think it maybe just a little bit, but it wasn't uh, nothing major. We got off the truck that well, I actually I got off the truck that night. Uh, Devin stayed in the vehicle because the rain was. I mean, it, dude, that rain was sideways. Yeah. It was was crazy. And so when I finally see DJ, he's over there. Murphy was out there too. And what? It was like three in the morning? Yeah, it was three or four in the morning. Um, And Murphy was there checking on his boats. You know, he's got three boats he's got to worry about. And, you know, usually. Just as usual. They hug the docks, the pilings usually. So his boats are usually pretty good as long as you tie them off right. Um, but there was another boat, a sailboat on the other side that had broken loose because of uh, the docks there at, you know, being so old. The what breaks off the concrete, you know? No, well, the cleat was on the 2x4 or the 2x6 for the dock, but it ripped out of the 2x12. So it, it was slamming up against another buddy of my boats on the Tenacious, and his boat was getting banged up by that big sailboat. So uh, I told Devin, just stay in the car, bro. You don't have to get out. So I just ran out there in the freaking hard rain, man. Just I took every, all my clothes off. I had uh, board shorts on, luckily. Um, and it was cold, man. It was, you know, it was only 80 degrees. But, I mean, when you're wet and it's windy like that, it gets cold. And uh, just uh, I got on, I hopped onto the sailboat, threw the line onto the Tenacious, and then just hopped back onto the dock and tied it to the next cleat over. Nothing happened to Murphy's boat that day, right? Nothing happened to Murphy's boat. Um, nothing. There was only a few boats that I know of that got really banged up. Um, and I think, if I remember correctly, they also lost their canopy. Uh, half at of Murphy's, it, or maybe not Murphy's specifically. Oh, the 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 original, original Dolphin, Dolphin yeah. Watch. Yeah, mm-hmm. they lost their entire canopy. Their blue one. Wow, that's a lot of money. Yeah, yeah, that is a lot of money. So back to what we got together for. It's you're four days away from duck hunting. It feels good. It feels like it's finally here. 
Yeah, I wish it would rain like we were just talking about, man. That would be great. Yeah, um, last night was what, like minimal? Like what? Not even quarter of an inch, maybe. Zero yeah. rain at the ranch. Zero, yeah. yeah I, I mean, just a mist, if anything. We need it desperately. Dude, nobody's seen rain, dude. It's been so long. Was it like this last, last season? Kind of? No, dude. I want to say we had a lot more rain, like in September. Did it rain last year during the dove hunt? A little bit, not much. Yeah, spot it. Yeah, we it haven't had we haven't had a, a a paloma hunt like we usually have in the past years where it rains, rains. Yeah. Thank God, the past three years we've been pretty successful. What's the plan for? Are we going out Saturday or are we going out Sunday? I think it's Sunday if I don't work. Um, I mean, if if I can get back in time, if the shot stalker's in the water, we'll probably just take the shot stalker. A little easier. Yeah. Yeah. Nice I mean, we'll just take it. Nice. Yeah, but it just depends. Um, if hopefully I don't, they don't come in. My bosses don't come in, and I don't have to go to work. That'd be great. Cause I want to have a good day out there. Last year when we went out for opening weekend, it's a big group. We had about nine people, maybe or ten people, go out there, and we slammed it. And so I know this year the girls want to go. This you know with us, um, Bernice's brother wants to go. Uh, Roland's gonna come, so I think we're gonna be running. Roland's boat, your boat, and Matt's boat. Nice. Where do you think we should go? You guys are the one who been. Didn't you go fishing the other day? Where did y'all see him? When we went fishing last week, dude, they were heavily stacked in South Bay. South Bay. Big yep. time. It was massive amount. You talking of about the weekend for the tourney? It was after that. Okay. Yeah, it was two weekends ago. Willie was out there. Oh yeah, it, it, was, it was the weekend. Yeah, yeah tournament weekend. And we had ducks flying all over us, dude. So what do you think? I don't know, man. Um, where else did you all fish? Did you see them anywhere else? This or? weekend we fished in Peyton's Bay. and They were flying. They were flying. They were flying in Peyton's. So so pretty much the entire Laguna Mother did it. Yeah, definitely going to be stacked everywhere we go. And just go to our honey hole. I was thinking the same thing. And there were some hunters uh, out there, and on Sunday we were yeah. hearing a lot of. There's a lot of shots. A lot of shots. Oh, because of the youth season and the veteran season, yeah, right? Yeah, Texas. Oh, that's right. Texas now is allowing uh, duck hunters that are youth and veterans to go out the Just, weekend prior to yeah. regular season to go shoot, and so it's like your typical white um, white tail, no? Like how you have the veterans and the youth going yeah. first. Yeah. So is it just the first weekend or is it the first two weekends? No, they get a weekend prior. Just yeah. The just weekend before, yeah. Yeah. This prior, this weekend that we just had. And I know there's a company out of Port Mansfield that ran a veterans hunt and they did very, very well as well. How does that work? Let let's say we ran something like that and it's pretty much us guiding and them shooting because we're not actual veterans. Amen. Yes. Exactly. Okay. So, so even with your, even if you're guiding, I don't think you can shoot. Can you? No. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no. Or course. you can't take your limit or both. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you don't count as a as a person. Correct. Right on. Yeah. That'd be cool though. I mean, too. We were thinking of going. Omar is in town. There you go. And so, um, you know, he's a veteran, and Matt was like, "Hey, I want to go fishing Sunday." I was like, "Dude, I've been wanting to go." You know, plus scout plus more than yeah, anything scout. because this we I mean we're going out in four days and so we need to be ready and he was like well let's go fishing and that's what we ended up doing but while we were out there we noticed tons of birds 
I mean, there it's right now. I do see a lot of widgeon. I did see a lot of redheads. I saw some pintails, and then there's still a lot of teal in the bay, a lot. Which is still game. Yeah, I mean, we should be be able to get on those for sure. We're gonna have to get out there early before other hunters do, right? So if we do want to go to our honey coal, I think first and foremost is being at the dock when the gates open there in Arroyo. I, that's where we're gonna be docking out of, right? Uh, well, my boat don't have lights. My trailer don't have lights, so I'm gonna probably be going out of the island. Yeah, I was thinking that you had mentioned possibly the island. So then that's what we'll do. I can take off, I mean, earlier than you guys will be there. So I can take off like at 5 in the morning, no problem. You guys will probably be like 5.15, 5.30. So that'll give me enough time to get up there. Is that a typical time? The gates don't open till 5.30. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought it was 5. Sometimes they open, sometimes they do open at 5. Right. I, I, I don't know why I feel like that's true. I, it, but I know for sure it's five, 5.30. There's been times where they don't even open up till six. Yeah. And there's been times when no one's there and it's open. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just go on. It's, 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 you know, hit or miss, buddy. Hit yeah. or miss. But either way, I think we should, um, I mean. I'm probably going to be going out of the island. I'm just saying. No, well, I mean, we should all go out together. So we'll make sure that everybody meets at the island. We'll probably dock out of Jim's Pier or Polaris and then start heading north. Like I said, last year, there was a couple times where we wanted to go hunt a few blinds and they beat, beat us, us to it yeah they beat us to it so not this year robert i think he just gives us some, some gives ourselves some time to like get there on time with uh, everything we need from not forgetting anything because food is essential oh <laughs> buddy the fruity you know, pebbles we, we have to talk about that first and then obviously the girls you know helping them because obviously they're still learning and yeah i mean Making sure that we get everything right because it's their opening weekend. It is. It is. So Saturday we probably have to go get what we're gonna cook or what we're gonna eat. Correct. What are you thinking, Scuba? I don't know. Oh, maybe some croissant. What do we? What do we do at your house yesterday? Oh yeah, we can just just cris- butter croissant and syrup. Those are the only three it, it ingredients. Was a- pancake style croissant Pan- oh yeah 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 so you smash them so i was cutting them in half but reuben had the bright idea of just smashing them well flat. because he was giving me a whole croissant cut in half i was like no just smash that one <laughs> like make oh, it into yeah. two you know, I, I was told i was cooking okay i was cooking <laughs> for him it was three in the morning he wasn't cooking it so, was really good though so uh, that that could be a something to think of uh, i think that's like a easy. croissant sandwich uh, smashed uh, different that sounds like a dessert for me. I'm going with my cute taco. Oh, my. <laughs> and I can have that as a snack. Bro, there is no cute tacos at that time in the morning. Oh, no. not at the Arroyo. That's you know we, right. At the island, yeah. The one thing that we used to pick up prior from us cooking so much was tamales. Tamales. I would call them in. Like, we're leaving cat paws, and I'm like, hey, I need two dozens or whatever. And they would start warming them up because they were obviously frozen, right, the way they have them. Yeah. And we would just swoom quick stop and let's go get into the gate and start rolling those were actually really good like it, it saved you time like it's a good last minute like little you know what we forgot to cook something or whatever like let's just pick that up and then if you take a little grill and throw them on a grill to we haven't done that actually, no not no. not on the duck blind no the thing we've done on the duck blind it's if we do an afternoon hunt we can do like a chili <laughs> 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 out in the, uh, out in the bay. 
I thought we were getting out of hand already with the French toast out in the <laughs> out in the bay, but it was it turned out to be good. Very good, buddy. Oh my god, Willie, fruity pebble French fruity toast. pebbles. Yes, dude, they were killer. Last year you only got to hunt with us once, right? Yeah, well, that was the actually that no. was the first time I got together with you guys. But it wasn't just that was one the time. first time. Yeah, yeah. That, that was for Doug. Yeah, he only went once. That was his first time on the dark. Yes, oh, that nice dark boat, bro. It, it, it's like freaking. It, like it doesn't have any imperfection. Like it's just yeah, it does its thing. It doesn't bother no one. It well, just the, imp- the imperfection is that the dargo holds water. You know, that's just the dargo for you. <laughs> <laughs> but it's never had like, oh, this happened to it. Like it's just doing its thing. You know, like it mm. should. It's chilling. It needs to be charged, but it'll be charged. <laughs> charged <laughs> nobody. Really nice ride on that dargo, bro. And a beautiful light in front. Oh, yeah. <laughs> With a 140 Suzuki. I put the light up top, so now you can really see. Oh, you moved it? Yeah. Okay, It's cool. up top. Nice. It's uh, easier. It actually doesn't reflect off the boat as much as I thought it would. Because, yeah, I mean. That, that's the issue with some of those lights. Yeah, you could put them on the top of the boat. Like, I mean, on the T-top, you know, facing forward. But you still get a lot. Especially if you have, like, a, a front tower. you It just gets a reflection. Um and like if you if you have land behind you, it's not so bad because you can see the land behind you. But out on the open water, it's just too much. You can't see. Yeah. Can't wait to get Jason's boat going with that tower. It's sweet. It is. It when we got on there this late summer, it was like, damn, this is nice. So DJ, now that we have confirmed that we'll leave from the island, you think we should go up to our honey hole or just stay south of Cullen? It just depends how windy. If it's super windy. Then I think we should go to the honey hole. Um, well, if it's super windy, then definitely probably gonna be out of the oil. No, no if ands or buts. The the thing about our honey hole, the reason we like it so much, it's because it's it's surrounded by a lot of little mangrove islands, um, and then the ground is super hard there. Yeah, we're not battling the mud. We're not sinking up to our knees. We have to park the boat kind of far from where we're actually hunting. Right? It's not so, that bad. No, We've done worse. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Yeah. At our honey hole, it it's super easy yes. because it's you know you're walking on hard ground. You actually have some land to walk on and you know get away from the water. But you once you get to the spot, you have your mangroves, and they're tall enough so that you know we can all fit there. I know last year we took the panel blind to that spot. Yeah, I, I think we had like nine hundreds that day though too. Yeah. And so the problem is that it's a lot of little islands. And these little islands, if you have nine hunters, you kind of got to be very careful. So that panel blind came in in clutch to, you know, put us in a line and not just kind of in a circle and shooting behind each other or over each other kind of thing. But I'm ready, dude. Yeah, I'm excited. It's go time. I need to get some more palm fronds for the panel blind, actually. Are we taking it this trip? I'm oh, it sounds like there's gonna be a lot of people, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably not. I think we just all take our bucket and sit in the mangroves. It's yeah. yeah. I think it'd be a lot of pedal with a lot of people because I mean they're not gonna. It's just too much people for one for that. It's like a three person blind, honestly. And the decoys are ready. Uh, you have the teals. I have the pintails. My redheads show up tonight, or no, no. I need to go get weights at academy tomorrow. Do all that tying. I was going to go today, but then I was already losing time. So I. Uh, they stocked up on a lot of their duck hunting stuff, too. Nice. Yeah, so I'll probably go grab them tomorrow. You, you need some, right? Yeah. I can grab you some. I'll grab 
Did your, you already order some? Yeah, I ordered some. Just six? getting here anytime. Oh, you ordered some? Yeah. Oh, okay. No, no, no. The decoys. Oh, okay. No. I need then the I 12, need the, the 24, rigs. and 6. <clears throat> Wait. Or That's like 30. 20, I think 30. Did you have teal before or no? Yeah. I had a bunch of teal. I had a bunch of widgeon. Um, six redheads. About 12. No. Six mm-hmm. pintail. I just have the, the pintails. And I believe the widgeons, maybe. But what do you have out at the ranch? The the black the mallards? Yeah, I have a bunch of mallards out at the ranch and um which we're gonna go into a black and white? Yeah, we're gonna turn them mainly black. I would just bit. say paint them black for the long range. Yeah. And the cute looking. Yeah. But you had blue wings, right? Yeah. Okay. So the green wings are the ones that, that I added on, the twelve. And then I just bought about or six redhead and six uh Buffle head. Buffle heads. Yeah. Bro. Our spread's gonna look nasty, dude. Dude. I'm ready. <laughs> nasty spread. And I so for it. those that don't are new to duck hunting, down here we don't get much mallards. And when you go to Academy, most of the decoys that are sold are mallards, right? But the thing about duck hunting is you don't have to have this specific duck to bring in those ducks, right? When we first started, we were just throwing mallard decoys and shooting, you know, redheads pintails widgeon it it doesn't it doesn't really matter but when you do get the right decoys like we do now it is going to help us it is going to you know up our chances in getting some of those buffalo heads and some of those harder ducks to to come by start laying them out in a strategical pattern and try and get them land in certain areas of the decoys you know little flyway zone the way i like to set up my decoys i like to have a landing strip you know what i mean so Depending on how the wind is, I like for the landing strip to be facing into the wind. That way these ducks come in nice and slow and kind of floating in, into the spread. Yeah, they just have a nice little landing area. Landing and it's usually zone. me and you that are sending up, setting up the decoys. Yeah, last year I was doing a lot of setting up of the barbecue. But uh, this year is going to be decoys again, just like the first year. It's a... Uh it's a quite a work to do that. Like it's a whole process. Yeah, the cooking. I respect what you <laughs> no, do, Scuba. <laughs> I was annoyed that day, dude. The open weekend last year? No, when we did the French toast, like all that cooking. Yeah, it is. It uh, was good, but it was like, damn, did we come to cook or did we come to hunt? That's what I'm saying. Someone needs to be designated just it, for that. Yeah, exactly. And that's a lot. So make it easy. And well, not On that. On big group it's because days. I, I had my hands full with Mika that weekend. Yeah. Well, yeah. You all. You. you uh, yeah. I, Mika. I, yeah. yeah. I didn't have like. I was like, oh fuck, where do I go? That you was know? her first outing, right? Or second? It had to be the first, no? Because yeah, it was the first. Well, I had yes. We took her like a week prior just to go scout, and she was on the boat. And then we did the following weekend, which is opening weekend. She she did okay. I mean, not she too did bad good, for. bro. Yeah, Mika. She did. She's amazing. She did good for. You know, how many times did you take her last year? About three. Three times. And on the third day, she was definitely, she had it down for sure. She just. She was too antsy or like, what'd you say? She was. So one of the times we were just in a, not in a good location, um, wind wise and all that scenario. And we had trouble having them land. So she was just getting antsy. Like, where's my playtime, you know? And I get it. But uh, we were able to calm her down, and and that's when the next hunt I brought in the the blind, and she was way more tamed and just ready to go, more focused. She ready this year? Oh yeah, she's excited. <laughs> Is Brownie ready? 
I don't know, bro. It's going to be his first time, so we'll see. You've been working with him. Yeah, I've been working with him, you know, trying to keep him in place more than anything, you know, uh, making sure he doesn't jump the take gun. off yeah, no, and just wait for that command. And he's been doing real good, bro. Did you order the his little blind yet? No, bro, I didn't. So I applied for the Bass Pro Shop credit card and I got it. <laughs> Uh, but it's gonna take two weeks, so it won't get here on time. That's good. That's cool. badass, dude. Yeah. So which one did you order? Did you get the flight series? Because I got the flight series, but that one's running like a week late. I don't remember the brand, bro. But this one's the one that's uh, off the ground. Oh, okay, okay. I think it goes up to thirty-two inches, if I remember correctly, and it's all closed. So he'll be able to sit outside the blind. In, in his own blind. Yep. A little brownie blind. Nice. Mine's a ground blind. A, a like, ground blind? Yeah, floor. Yeah, yeah, ground blind. Nice. Nice and low. Sweet. Off of Bass Pro as well. Well, Cabela's, but they're sister. sister yeah. Uh, yeah. Same company. You know? Yeah, exactly. Um, through their uh, series of kennels. Our equipment's starting to build up. You know, we do have a lot more decoys, panel blinds, geese decoys. So that's... Oh, forgot about those guys. We're going to need somewhere to store all that stuff. And I, I know just, my buddy over here across the table has a very nice little trailer. Oh, yeah. Just thinking about getting a little decoy trailer set up. Maybe it, with a little Murphy bed or something. You never know. A little cot in the side. Yeah, you know, going to pull the decoys around instead of uh, tossing them around in the back of our trucks, man. That's beginning to be a pain. Yeah, because, dude, I'm telling you, the decoys will take up the whole truck bed. Well, that's why I was thinking about your your um, your boat, like it being a suitable just for gear boat. You know, yeah. Like just you hang all the decoys on the tower. Everything, and just, you know, yeah. blinds and whatnot. I need to put a new motor on it. I've been uh, calling a few shops locally and getting a quote on a Suzuki 60. That way I can 70. swap it out for... <laughs> they don't make a 70 anymore. It's, it, it was on recall. Discontinued? Oh. Yeah. Or not recall, but it was discontinued. They were having a bunch of problems with that one. And so everywhere I've called, they, you know, they asked me for the model. They asked for all the specs and, you know, they tell me that the 60 is the way to go. And I did my research as well. So hopefully sometime around Christmas or after Christmas, we can have that 60, you know, brand new Suzuki 60 on my show water and start getting skinny again. It'll make a huge difference, man. That boat's a beauty. It is. It is. And it, it like I said, it runs really, really shallow. So. A lot of the fishing we do is lure fishing, right? So we don't really need to be sitting in water and throwing out rods. And I need a boat that just floats and moves. Exactly. And I think it's going to be doing good for us during the duck season. Yeah. But back to the, the duck hunting. I'm, I'm excited, dude. We are ready for it. I guess next episode we will talk strictly About duck hunting, first, right? Yeah. The first trip. The first trip. I believe this group, I mean, this outing is going to be anywhere from... Maybe eight to twelve people. So if everything goes right, if we get you know all boats running and whatnot, we should have a big old smackdown. It should ten to twelve people. That's enough to hmm. bring a big limit. Man, the Palmito Ranch work has not stopped. Y'all were out there today, right? Yeah, yeah, we were out there. I got there about I'd say two thirty. Yeah, I was rolled in about three fifteen. Yeah, a little bit. Um, three fifteen is yeah. Touch base on what y'all did today out there. We rolled in. Uh, DJ was touching some 
stuff inside the house and we got back and um we went straight to the back and we grabbed gear from from wood to uh, uh wire uh, wait it was a cable wire yeah it was like cable wire and then i had the little like portable generator it's not it wasn't really a generator but like a battery pack i was gonna use it to bring a circuit or saw but i ended up they didn't power it so i ended up bringing a jigsaw um just so just a couple of cuts yeah, yeah a couple crazy. of the power tools you know we mm. went out there and because the front of the blind i don't know if you saw the pictures but the front of the blind was missing oh yeah yeah like the um, actual the, the, the front wood yeah correct. the yeah. front the panel yeah so i took some wood out there and and uh got that replaced uh but the funny thing is when i went had to go cut it the jigsaw the the blade broke yeah no on yeah the way like out there, i didn't bumping and stuff on the back it was in our back truck uh, and it just had a fall so speaking of speaking of that blind so we were able to move it you know on sunday right to yeah the, yeah we to were the able new to move spot it. it's heavy we carried it no problem yeah, to tell you that it us. was heavy though we showed up to the backfield and it was laying down yeah it was laying down we just put it up yesterday and Laying it was on down, the ground today bro. how many what it was blowing 30s so, so we went back there i climbed up on top of it scuba helped me bring it back down yeah, it was weight like it was just tilting enough where there was a tree, a tree it was leaning on the mesquite on the mesquite on the back yeah. yeah so we brought it down i was and then i was like oh crap we forgot the screws so we had to go back to my truck and we we're like, no, nah, just bring your truck, bro. We're gonna need something eventually. So, yeah. And we had the palm trees on his truck too, so about fifty palm trees, maybe. Yeah, maybe palm fronds. Palm fronds. Yes. And then we ended up getting more rebar, and then that's when we got the wire, wire, wire. Yeah. To tie uh, down the blind. His old uh, casibo in the back that was tore down. Um, the uh, he brought a bunch of rebar that was used as stakes because we didn't have any. Oh, on the waterfall. Correct. Yes. Um use some of that rebar and we used it as stakes and found some wire laying around too and literally just made some type of enforcements just to that wind because we came back the first time and it was laying down we were like do we need to do something about the wind because so it's, it's it's hitting the wind is right yeah. on your face right in your face and that's what i was saying we need to figure out or well quickly I work think on a different be blind because we need one that covers our face during that northern front because once you're there, dude, and you just have that wind hitting your face the whole time. And if you have a little bit of rain. It's miserable, dude. <laughs> it's miserable. There's, there's no yeah. way that you're going to be able to keep that water out of your face. We brought it up today, and DJ's like, nah, it's fine. And we got up there once it was, I mean, pretty sealed. Yeah, yeah like it, it was. It's We covered it up pretty well. It looks nice, bro. It, it held, like, it didn't feel like. It, it was sturdy. Think. Like, yeah. after we put the 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 plywood on there and everything it was sturdy but aside from that though like but it, the wind the, and i don't know we're gonna have to wear goggles when we're hunting then really yeah. sorry <laughs> it, it really wasn't that bad like yes i understand because we've been in that element like raining and riding your face and everything and it is miserable like if you don't have the gear like you are going to be hurting but it felt decent but again it was not the typical you know rain and yeah it was miles. just windy yeah so anyways we went back out there after we picked up my truck and loaded up everything again and the blind was tipped over again yeah after twice we, yes in after 30, you had just picked it correct. up in 30 minutes not, not even 10 we were in and out like we were back yeah. quick it, it, it wanted to lay on its back man it was like that for eight months so yeah <laughs> yeah it was like nah i'm good but it's standing it uh it looks really nice you uh, didn't make it bigger right just all you mm. did was cover the walls and then 
bunch of brush? No, I did not make it bigger. All we did was put the new wood on, and then we put all screwed in all the palm fronts all the way around. Yeah, it, it really looks good. Uh, I had mentioned to him about making it bigger, but we didn't have any proper um, equipment to. Like, what about the door, dude? <laughs> oh, so I was planning on cutting that oh, out okay, too, cool. but the jigsaw blade broke, so yeah. that didn't happen. That thing's tight, especially when I'm wearing waders. <laughs> Scuba fit in there. Without waiters. <laughs> yeah, no, no problem. <laughs> nah, it, it is tight, um, but it really is a nice little blind. Like, it's Wh- a nice setup. Where'd you get the wood from? I had more laying around the rancho. Yeah. So is there still more? Mm, not Possibly. much. <laughs> Maybe. There's stuff laying around. Like, you kind of, like, have to go looking. Like, it's not just, you it's, know. Yeah, it's not just in one stack. Correct. But, I mean, like you said, Wentz Ranch does have a couple of stuff that we can grab and there's a bunch of wood. yeah maybe even just make a new blind like you said you know like the opposite direction from where that one is and i'm just telling you bro like it's so cool that we were next to it like what 10 feet away and like looking at it admiring it and we're like oh shit it looks it looks decent and then we drove out like oh shit you can't even see it mm-hmm. like, yeah it blended no. with a brush line right it was just like one yeah so now Will this work? Will it be worth it? You know, all this work without rain, <laughs> bro. Well, that, that's we'll a thing. Wait, wait and see. Yeah, <laughs> like I think it's very promising. Like you, once you were there last year, like once there rain, like dude. Even even though I, I mean, again, I never hunt the Palmito Ranch, right? But seeing all these progress there, even though if if you if we don't get it, you know, a lot of rain. You know, I think it's a good a start step, even for yeah, next year. Step num- yeah, step number one for next year, bro. Because oh, I, I just finished sending a picture of, um, I don't know, I think it's an Outfitters, I don't know, somewhere. You know, it's like kind of like a picture with a drone. You know, they were also getting ready the area. And they look exactly like the Palmito. Like, yeah. it's like the the work that these guys somewhere else are doing right now or is getting ready yeah. is getting done at Palmito. You know, so I think if it doesn't happen this year, you know, we're already like at a good head start, start for, yeah. for I, next, I next year. Though, and, we, and this is what we talk about. We talk about visions, right? Yeah. You go out there and the way the grass is cut and the way the, the Dude, that's, a, that's exactly it's what been I'm scraped. Saying. You can see what DJ is, is starting to see in his head, right? You can see wh- where he's like, okay, the lower these areas. birds are going to fly yeah. through here. This is going to hold better water. There's more feed on this side. There's more, you know, or not feed, yeah, but more natural Going back to the, what you said, though, going back to that about the what he saw, like not even his dad saw that. He's been there for years. And he's like, I don't even know there's as much water back here. Like, so like it, it's true. Like he saw he had to do his scouting to go. Okay, where is it holding? Uh, where are the ducks flying? Yeah. You know, like I mean, he holds four hundred acres. You know, it's kind of hard to like see. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was back there today for the first time through the actual um, uh, front of the of the house, like not through that side, and it's. You you really have to know where you're at to see the areas like the elevations. It, mm-hmm. Correct, you know? because that scrub, that shrub and stuff, whatever. It, it, it's it, it's all level, and you have no idea. No, but it, it, there's areas that are higher than others. You know? That your driveway, DJ. How long is your driveway? Uh, from the river to the end of the driveway is about three quarters of a mile. Oh. Last year, that whole driveway was flooded on the right side, bro. The whole field to the right. Oh was yeah, yeah, flooded. yeah, 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 and. You couldn't tell. You, we didn't know until you actually pull up to it, and you're like, "Damn, there is seven, eight inches of water." This whole, you know, at, it was like from what I can tell, yeah. it's probably like eighty, ninety acres. Yeah, just in well, that area. 
Mm-hmm. And then on the other side too, where we have our other spot in the front of the property, um, that's alone is a good little chunk of area. I mean, smaller. So I, ha- I have no doubt that once it does start raining, it's going to hold it. And when we, g- I posted it on Instagram, we, we've been talking about the water table, trying to get as close as we can to it. I think it's already there. It is because all these crabs that are coming out of the ground right now in that area are coming out very, very wet with very, very slushy mud. Yeah, nothing today that you saw what you saw like about a week ago when you showed, uh, but you can see the entries. Like, they're not, like, as moist as you saw, but the water table is literally I th- there. I think it's because I had just scraped. Correct, like I said, but it's still there, though. Like, it's not, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like, a little bit of rain that comes through, like, a little storm, I, I think it's going to be golden already, like... It's just dusty right now, man. Me and Ruben were out there, and it just In dust. face. <laughs> so, so, so it missed it a little, like you said earlier yeah. today. So you can see that top layer, but as soon as you step, it just <laughs> dust under it, you know? So it didn't rain a whole lot. Not actually nothing at all, I would say. Very minimal. Do you think on that blind, since it is facing north, we can put some PVC shooting gates that maybe flip down and we have a rope that ties, you know, to pull them back up. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was saying last year or something like that. You know, that way it blocks some of that North wind because I can't emphasize it, dude. Last year when we were sitting out there in 28 degree weather, the only thing that was keeping us like able to stay out there was that we had our backs to the wind. And so our hoodies, our face, I mean, the hoodies were blocking our head. Our faces were cold, but you know, they weren't into the wind. (laughs) So you weren't facing direction like this year? No, no, no. it was We're, complete 180. Yeah. It was just across from where is that right now? Just across the, the cut area. Facing. The, facing. Uh, okay, I get it. Yeah, where the Loma that we passed by and then we turned to the right? Yes, mm-hmm. I see now. Okay. Yeah, completely different knowing that it's in your face. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So there's going to have to be something different done. Move the blind again, Ruben. <laughs> I mean, it can be done. Honestly, uh, no. I think this we'll idea of putting the the double blind, the other, no, the the panels, the panels, yeah, to put the panels in the in the in the front window. I think that should be more than enough. Regardless, we do need to build a few more blinds. That way, we are set for the rest of the season. And going back to, we need rain. Yeah, rain is key. Yeah, we were like this though last some last uh pre uh duck season like uh, we were anxious for rain too and we're like we're that is true in. dj because remember we tried to pump in water yeah but that was like what october were we just ending october yeah <laughs> oh yeah i guess that's right it's not even like, november i, I want to say we were in the same scenario yeah i yeah. think so yeah so like i said we'll pray for rain and and it'll get here yeah because we i mean we didn't get to start or at least you two didn't get to start there till second part of the season or it's still the first part second split second, yeah second yeah. split so i told you all that i sent my thermal in right to get it's that. back yeah what happened what's the prognosis so <clears throat> they emailed me once they received it that the technician had looked at it it was a internal battery issue what i have said and so that they replaced the battery and it was going to be shipped back to me right today i get another email from I guess the technician company that works for Pulsar or that's partnered with Pulsar, and that invoice showed the label of the thermal right. So the the brand is Pulsar. It's a Thermion Two XQ Thirty Eight, 
and then it continues it says refurbished right so under that it shows a price of $2998 and then it shows a 100% discount so what i think is happening is they're sending me a refurbished one after all right mm-hmm. the problem is when they first sent me that email that it was just they replaced the internal battery everything was good i sent them an email saying is there any way you can check the thermal under shockwave to make sure that it doesn't turn off turn off because that's yeah. that's what happened with us it turned off when we were shooting um they never responded to it and then i get that email today i wanted to ask y'all i bought that scope brand spanking you do you think it's I mean, if you're warranty and they can't fix it, should I get a refurbished one, a used one? Or you think? Negative. Well, what's the it, difference between if they refurbish yours and send you a, a refurbished one? That's that's what I, in my head, I'm playing out. But again, you look at the price and it's 2998 That's not what I paid for mm. a brand new one. You're right. You're right. Understandable. You know I mean? And so I know how I took care of my thermal. That's where I go back to, you know, you buy MacBooks that are refurbished and sometimes they're not that great, dude. They, they come with problems. Yeah. And I've had that issue with like uh, phones where they send you refurbished ones. Uh, that's why I'm saying they might be it might be under their claws. Like that's their way of fixing it. Not necessarily giving you a new one, then give you one that they already fixed. That's new to them. I, I don't I mean. I mean, and that's what I wanted to ask you. What what would y'all do? Would y'all try to sit, fight it and be fight like, hey, it, bro? Well, you have to. You have to want the best for you, what you paid for. I mean, if that's at the end of the day, they tell you, no, that's what is on our contract, then, well, it's understandable. But I think you have to fight the fact that, A, this is not what I wanted or what I sent it to be sent to. Like, it's not where you want it. Right, because there's no way that a battery is, I mean, the refurbished one is, two hundred. I mean, 2,998. And when I paid for it, it was brand new. It's thirty-seven, right? So there's no way a battery is going to cost you seven hundred dollars. No, sounds like they're paying the amount for the refurbished one. Right. Yeah. So and I mean, like I said, Pulsar may be paying the manufacturer that amount for a refurbished one. And how would y'all go about emailing them? Um, I would start by. Cause you're pretty good at this, Scuba. I would start by going straight to Pulse, uh, Pulse, uh, sorry, Pulsar, yeah, Pulsar instead of the manufacturer. Like, have them deal with it. Okay. Because it, at the end of the day, they're not going to listen to the person on the other side. They're going to listen to whoever is paying them, which yeah. is Pulsar. First, make sure it's a... Uh, Refurbished. Yeah. And um, if it is, I think you should um, either it. email the company that is fixing it and just r- right off the bat, just be like, you know what? I'm not satisfied with this decision. You know, and you can put there what you just said. Like, hey, I pay for this scope. Uh, X amount of money, brand new. You know, I, is there, you know, any way I can talk to somebody about and, this? And that's what I was gonna mention. It, has it always been through email? Yeah. Never. It like was a super representative easy. Or Never. Like, hey, on the phone. Da, da, da. When I sent them, they have a email. I mean, they, on their website, they have a warranty. Per, uh, Here's your box, kind of deal. Exactly. Send it off. They send you the the shipping label. Send it back with everything that you bought it. And they'll figure it out. Yeah, and it's you know on the. The battery, it's a three-year warranty, and on the scope itself is a five-year warranty, right? So that's where I'm having that issue, and I, and I go, maybe I'm being pity or maybe no, I'm no, being bro, a pain. But you, but it's it's. But like you have a, to be picky. But I, I, I take good care of my stuff, and that's what I'm saying. And I don't buy cheap stuff too. So 
the thing about it is I do not want to have issues with the refurbished one. And I, I usually don't buy refurbished things because I'm not a big tech guy, right? So when it, the, the few things that I do have that are technology-wise, I get what I need and I, I try to get it brand new so that I so avoid issues. Problems, yeah. Yeah, I would I would talk to whoever is up, up yeah. top and try to show your voice. Like I mean, like you are a customer, you paid that amount, and don't let them give you something that just to kind of like shut you up. Yeah, because maybe they're just doing that option just to see if it works. You know, just just to see how yeah, maybe this guy is not gonna say anything. You know, let's send it. You know, and see or that happens. might be their policy. You just never. Or know. that too. Yeah, we gotta you gotta check the rules or the policies or whatever. But I, I wouldn't stop there. No, no, I would go to fight it, bro. Yeah. It's like when my wife wants to return something at any store, like she gets into it From, to whoever yeah. is I, yeah, there. Yeah, you have to be getting done. Dude, they ended up. Maybe we should have her call. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. No, I, yeah, I, man, I just so think you, I you think paid it, a pretty penny. Like, don't let your pretty yeah. penny go to waste. And not only that, bro, so, so the whole, you know, hug hunting season is coming up. You know, you don't want to have any issues. I know you have some uh, trips booked already, and you don't want to be running into any issues. Yeah, and, and like I said, that's that's my main worry with this scope is I do not want to refurbish one that has problems. And let's say they do um, run the whole show as in like, oh, well, this is our policy. Then take it and turn it back in <laughs> yeah just keep fighting it i mean i mean can the guess the the hawks are out there right oh, well you ran into like a whole group dude <laughs> just the other night no yeah that <laughs> was that was what the uh, tuesday night when was that friday night uh, friday night. oh yeah it was friday night so omar came into town thursday and we've been wanting to go hawk hunting and i've been kind of lazy um to go out there it's been hot it's been dusty so I haven't been really going out there, but Joel and William went out there and they smacked them, dude. I think we talked about it on the last podcast where they got yeah. eight of them. So that kind of motivated me to go out. And, and a beautiful pup cat. Yeah. Yeah. Big and one. that day that we, when I went out, um, it was Omar and myself. I had texted Willie like at 11. 11. Yeah, I had texted sad, Willie like at sad, 11, sad, like, hey, let's go, uh, let's go shoot some hogs. Or you want to go hit up some hogs? And no respond. I send little question marks, no respond. So it ended up just being me and Omar. And we get back to the property, and we're in the south zone of the railroad tracks. We're getting to the first wired gate. And so we get off the truck to open the gate. And I usually, when I get off, I scan right away the fields. No bullshit, dude. You know, when you come into the, through that first gate in the south side, there is grain field to the right grain field to the left so the grain field to the right had about four massive hogs with about 20 little ones okay yeah to the left hand side there was um anywhere from like 12 to 14 hogs okay that night we were kind of going for nail guys so we didn't shoot at those i said you know what let's get into the into the property we'll turn off the lights and start driving and checking a few other fields so we, we left them alone, right? We ended up going through that, through the main road, going through that ditch. You know which ditch I'm talking about? Yeah. When, when we went through that ditch last time, we ended up seeing that Neil guy just bedded down there. Yeah. Remember? So same thing. My thought was, hey, we're after Neil guy. We're going to stop before that ditch, get off the vehicle, walk, you know. And sure enough, that's what we did. 
as soon as we start getting sight another group yeah as soon as we start getting sight of the the grain field no bullshit dude there was about 35 hogs and on my instagram page you can see that the omar yeah the problem was that i don't have my scope so gilly lent me his scope and his rifle and he's like yeah there's five bullets in there and you know me the way i am i like to shoot once or twice and then that's it you know what i mean we're not expecting that group. No, we weren't expecting that group. And so when we saw him, me and Omar set up, and I'm trying to find the ammo on the gun, dude, and there was no ammo, right? So, quack, oh. yeah, the whole night, Omar was shooting, and, and I was just watching him with the other scope. Once we were done, guess where the damn ammo was? Oh, God, you had it? Dude, it was on the sleeve of the It was on the sleeve of the gun. You know how they put the little sleeves at the butt? Oh, and, yeah. And it, it, you can slide maybe 10 rounds in there. That's where the ammo was, and I never saw it. So I didn't get to get on in Pigs on that. got lucky that Yeah, night. I didn't get to get in on that hog action, but they've been out there, dude. They well, when are, was the last time you had a visual of that type of, like, amount of? Because, I mean, honestly, I haven't seen you seen something like that in a while. Yeah, it's been probably, like, six months. Yeah. And it's because... We were hitting the hog hunting hard, dude. Yeah, so we were splitting up those groups. We were knocking a lot of them down. There was a, in the beginning of the summer, Willie, how many times did we go out? At least 10? Yes, at least, bro. And then one of those times we got six, we got six hogs. And that we were able to find. Yes. Yeah. Because we knocked down a few other ones that just kept, you know, knocked them down and then they got up and kept running. And it's not common that you go out during the summer. No, it, because it's hot. And so we started, at that time, we started noticing that the population of the hogs started declining. I mean, we were seeing groups of 10, and then it dropped down to 7. and Singles. Singles, dude. It yeah. got to the point where we were just seeing big old boars by themselves. And I kind of like seeing that because when you start seeing big boars, what boars do is they will find a new territory where there's no other boars that are competing against them. And then they'll go out and find a sow, make some bacon, and then bring the herd back to his territory. And at our ranch, it's it's a prime spot for them. They have water. They have very, very moist soil. Um, they have a lot of farm stuff. You know, they have grain. They have corn. They're, they're planting different things throughout the year. And so they have that. And it it what happens is that Throughout the year, we're shooting them. The population goes down, and then it gets to a point where we'll go out and we won't see anything, or we'll you know we'll get out there at seven o'clock at night, and then we won't see anything till about two in the morning. Yeah. And when that starts happening, it's kind of our hint to say, "Hey, give it a break. Give it a break. Yeah. Leave the ranch." And that's what we did. It's been, like I said, six months since we've seen that many that many hogs. But the activity. Yeah, but now it's stacked again. I yeah. Anybody that does want to go out on a hog hunt right now is the time to to book me, because you will get on multiple hogs. You you'll get the chance to shoot at one and then shoot at the rest that are running off, and you can see that a lot of these hogs are fresh because, you know, there's three, four, five big ones and then twenty little ones, dude. Yeah. What they call the lechons. Lechons. Yeah, and so they they must weigh no more than 30 pounds, anywhere from 20 to 30 pounds. Perfect eating right there. Yeah, if you can get some good good headshots on those, save the the meat on the body, that's perfect, perfect meat. So don't stay stay asleep like I did. (laughs) (laughs) What happened? It's a Friday, buddy. I don't know, bro. He was actually going to meet us up at the Palmito Ranch. Yeah. And then it it was kind of like getting slow. We're like, he's like, I'm on my way. I was like, no, we're about to leave. 
So he went home to pick up his kids. I was kids. passing 511 in Oklahoma. No. You send the there. location. Send <laughs> the location. It's like, we're leaving. I'm like, okay, you turn. Bye. And then. Um, After that, he was mad and ignored my calls. Nah. I was asleep, honestly. It was. I woke up the next the next day, bro, and I freaking see all the stories from this guy, bro, on Instagram. I'm like, fuck. Like, I shouldn't stay asleep. A one in a lifetime, but yeah, like I said, you hadn't seen that in a while. He sent me a, I mean, he sent me a message. That's my bucket list. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, to see a group like that? Yes, because the reason why is like I want to do follow up, follow up <laughs> shots, dude. You know, oh, when yeah, they're yeah, running yeah, yeah. and all that. And so, actually hit them? Uh, we'll see, you know. It's hard, but. It's it a plan. Especially when they're little like that, bro. Yeah. Lechon, so. And I, so. That, now you got me excited about Lechon. Back to that story, dude. That was the third group that we saw right and we shot at those then we went to go check another spot where naughty shot naughty's son shot his that big oh, yeah. boar, and there was some massive ones out there too dude there was some massive one but by that time we had already shot up a bunch of hogs and we were only there for an hour we got there about 12 15 by the time i picked up omar did a little bit of hunting and then took off it was a good night and going back to if you guys are looking for a hog hunt, if you don't have a place to hunt during this hunting season, shoot us a message and we'll definitely get you on an exciting hunt. Get ready for those tamales. It, it, it is time. So if you are looking for a little hog to feed the family, perfect opportunity. And we do it a little bit different. You know, you're not going to sit in a blind. You're not going to just uh, wait for the hogs to come out. We're in the trucks driving around about two to 3,000 acres, depending on where we're hunting. And... We're just looking for them. Once we find them, everybody jump off the truck, get tripods, get guns, and let's uh, start our stock. And we try to get you in as close as we can. That way you can have a successful shot. And if the night permits, you know, it's multiple hogs. So if you're a good shooter and, and you want to collect some meat, make sure that you bring an ice chest or a couple ice chests full of, full of uh, ice and load up on some hogs. We did also see some Neil guy this past weekend. Oh, yeah, coming up to the ranch. Um I on would, your way out there right yeah when i was pulling up i had two uh, it was a bull and a cow across the the main driveway and i saw him for a little while dude i was super excited is <laughs> on the left pasture going in they were on the right pasture jumped over the fence oh they jumped. both fences and then yeah we're on the left pasture and so i get there and i was trying to convince dj to shoot it and he didn't want to Nah, nah, it's tanto pedo, man. We're in a quarantine zone, so, like, we have to call tick inspectors, and then we have to call game warden before we can even take the hide out of the rep, of the property. So Yeah, I've, I've heard of those things. Well, with our friend um, there by Cats, what's his name? Ram. Ram. He had the same scenarios with the, his property. Cats well, Devin over there at his, his oh, place, yeah, yeah, too, yeah. They, they, they don't have Neil Guy, but they have that same issue with deer. Yeah. Which is the whole process, calling the whole... It's take, tanto yeah. pedo, man. We got to make one happen this year, DJ. <laughs> uh, maybe. We can maybe. maybe. We'll see we what happens. We can probably do a YouTube video on it. Palmito Hill. Palmito mm -hmm. Hill, because there is a lot of wild game out there. There's javelina, there's hogs, there's nail guy, there's deer, there's duck, there's geese, there's dove. It really is full of stuff. Oh, yeah. It is. Definitely. So if y'all see DJ, try to convince him to... To shoot a Neil guy because uh, <laughs> we want to see him knock one down. This time. Going into your uh, fishing trip you had this coming past weekend, where'd y'all go? We went out of Arroyo, Matt, Willie, and myself. 
But we went out of Arroyo and headed straight to Peyton's. There was a lot of people out on the boat ramp. There was a lot of people out on the water, dude. A lot of action. Yeah, so as soon as we pulled up to Peyton's, um, we noticed that there was, what, like four boats? Yeah, right on the first entrance, there was about four boats. And you were late. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we were. And then about four to 500 yards down, there was another three Couple or four boats. boats. Yeah. And so when we went in there, we went to the shoreline right away, hugged it for about halfway. Yeah. Halfway, and we uh, started doing some weight fishing. Any luck uh, there by the where y'all were at? Not at the first stop. I stayed on the boat because I was getting my, my gear ready. Because <laughs> uh, well, he had to actually, take a shit. That's why he yeah, stayed on the boat. I had to take a shit, no, too. So. Oh, buddy. That's a first. You don't do that. It must have been the cute taco. Oh. No, <laughs> it was not the cute taco, bro. It was actually the, the weenus and salsa. You broke the tradition, that's why. Hey, those go hard, though, dude. Yes, yes. So I find out, you know, that it was a bad idea to eat. We get to the spot, dude, and this guy, (laughs) we get to the spot, and we're already, like, almost completely ready to get in the water. And he's like, damn, I knew that taco was going to fuck me up. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, why wouldn't it? It was fucking spicy, bro. Did you have it with orange juice? Negative. Okay. I can't drink orange juice, bro. Why? Get the, as soon as I drink drink fucking orange juice, I need to go to the restroom. That's bro. why I was asking what? you because I have the same yeah, problem, bro. Yes. Like I grew up, I don't know what it is about Hypo. it. I guess the fiber or whatever it is, but like it was instant. Like I drank my breakfast with orange juice 30 minutes later. Or not even. Like not even. after, boom, yeah. you're in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so no, bro. So it was just a taco and... You know, I had to do what I had to do, you know, and after that, bro, it was game on. But yeah, I think you did. Uh, so, yeah, I caught a trout a there. A trout, that, yeah. Um, Matt and myself got off the boat right away and we started waiting. And we must have waited like towards the banks. 300 yards, maybe. Yeah. A little bit more. Um, along the along the shoreline, up against on the west side. Yeah. And it was pretty slow, man. There was no bait out there. We would see like very small shad or i don't know what it was up against the shoreline but it wasn't being hit by anything that was making big wakes or anything that you know we could see it's a redfish or it's a trout but we walked that line and i only caught one trout and by the time willie got done with business and got in the or you didn't even get in the water right you just stayed yeah, on the boat I, the whole time no, i did i did did like a few yeah. casts and then you guys <laughs> were like we're leaving i was like what the fuck? okay let's go <laughs> So <laughs> good little got, restroom. Yeah, we yeah. got done with that spot and we headed north, still in Payton's Bay. We headed north for um what do you call that spot? It's around Mullet Island. Right, a little bit before Mullet yeah. Island. And we did a drift there. The way the 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 way the wind was working that day, it, that drift didn't work there. So we were in there for about fifteen minutes and got out. After we got out of that spot, we were going to go over to the spoil banks over there by the East Cut area. And on the way over there, you just, Willie kind of turns around. He's like, y'all smell that? <laughs> yeah. It was watermelon. I was like, that's fish. And sure enough, we uh, kind of slow down and we look around and we see this huge slick, bro. Big slick. And I was like, hey, let's, let's go fish that slick. And honestly, like, have never stopped before to to fish a slick i would just look at them and you know oh yeah there's a slick here whatever but the smell of 
I don't know. Some people says says that it smells like watermelon, mm-hmm. you know. But I mean, it's I, I'm sure a lot of people know what, a, what that smell uh, specifically. Specifically, is. yeah, the smell. So it's watermelon. Sure, yeah. So sure enough, we stopped and the first drift, bro. We started uh, landing some trucha, bro. Trucha day. Would you bring in anything? Yeah. What was the final count, Jay? We brought five trout. Five. And who caught those fish? Was uh, our boy Matt able to hook up to any of those? <laughs> <laughs> Matt was all disappointed. It was not dude. his day, bro. He didn't even get one bite. He was in between y'all, right? Right in the middle? Yeah, that's yeah. what he was saying. He's like, these fuckers were catching fish left and right of me, and I'm in the middle, and I couldn't catch anything. Oh. But it, it happens. <laughs> Every once in a while, it happens. Hey, sometimes you're the bug, and other days you're the windshield. Yeah. I've been there before, bro. Sure. <laughs> Prior to this trip, I'm like, damn, Willie never catches fish. Willie, que pasó? Nah, he can confess. He can fish. But on that first drift, is that when you caught that? No. That's when I caught the first, I believe it was like 21 inch or 20 inch trout. No, 23. The one I caught? It was 23 something because we were talking about the tournament that we did a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And because Matt was saying, like, dude, that's a trout you know tournament winner trout, yeah. yeah and we were like no actually no because the in the tournament they were turning in 25 inches yeah which know, is so. new new regulation yes so it was 23 and a half and you caught mine so was 24 and three quarters bro nice and so that, yeah that one's probably mm-hmm. like right there to right, win yeah. to win a tournament that's slick so that's what we smelled we smelled some watermelon and we looked around and we found the, the that slick and Matt right away was like, so what do we do? We found a way to kind of drift into it. So when you say slick, what do you mean slick? When you're looking at the water, you kind of can see a spot on the water that looks like a... Like very shiny, bro. But I was about to say like, shiny looking. Yeah, it's like shiny looking and it's more... A like, reflector? Like a reflector kind yes. of thing? And it's... The way kind of like flat water, like if it's calm or something. Like if you see it well, often in the it, in the street when it rains, and you see, you like see the, the oil. Yeah, you see the oil when the oil on top of the water, right in the street. Exactly, it's it's just like that, bro. Yeah. And and how do you fish that? Well, I don't think they like you said. You yeah, never fished I have that. never fished the slick before. But that day, luckily, you know, we uh, like Jason said, like we kind of from. The, the experience that I have with slicks is you always drift to them, right? And what I've heard before is you don't want to drift straight through it. You want to kind of stay off to the sides. And you want to actually start the drift way before it because the fish are working around that whole slick, right? And so that's what ended up happening. Matt sets up the boat. We throw the drift bag. And we end up passing literally about 20 yards to the left of that slick. And as soon as we got to, would, would you say maybe midway on that slick, but off of it? Yeah. Um, on the second or third drift, that's when you end up hooking onto that massive trout. Yeah, bro. So Matt actually gets behind me, bro. He gets some from the middle of the boat, you know, because he was on top. He gets behind me and he starts also casting towards the <laughs> slick, right? Just like, they're over here, right? And he, I mean, he said he got some bite, but I mean, he never hooked into anything. Um, so I cast my lure to the side of the slick, and as soon as it landed, bro, I, I probably popped the, the lure like five times, and then I just felt this badass thump, bro. Boom. And I knew right away it was a big trout, bro. And you happened at 
had just turned on the GoPro prior to even casting, right? Yes, bro. But the thing is, too, something that I wanted to mention is that I don't know if it happened to you, but I caught about, I would say, six trout that day. Two were not keepers. But for some reason, the trouts were running straight to the boat, bro. After you would do the hook set, the trout was running just straight to the boat. And I kind of caught up into that, I guess, pattern, right? And the good thing, the the last one, it was the big one, you know, the last fish that I caught. So, I mean, I, I'm probably going to upload a raw video later on, on on my Instagram. But you you can hear there where I'm like, man, it's freaking running straight to the boat. And he I'm thought like, he lost it. I thought, oh, yeah, yeah, he like was a loose kind of deal? No, bro. Like, as soon as I set the hook, I get a little bit of tension, right? And then all of a sudden, like I said, the previous trout were running straight to the boat after, you know, being hooked, right? And you feel like you're losing the fish, right? But on that one, I mean, I already knew. I already knew what the trout was doing because the previous four or five that I caught, they were doing the same thing. So I set the hook, and I try to keep my line, my, my line tight, you know. And you can hear me in the GoPro, like, where I'm like, man, it's freaking running straight to the boat. And I'm peeling drag, dude, in the freaking bait caster, right? Like, trying to get as much as line possible. And... um and all of a sudden, you just see the trout already, like, next next, next to, to the, the boat, boat, bro. Massive. And, and, and then you just hear Matt, Jay, get the freaking net, bro. Get the net. It's a big one. <laughs> and freaking Jason <laughs> jumps. Gets all excited, And dude. gets the net, bro. Boom, we land the fucking fish. We all start jumping. And, and um, actually, prior to that, I, I want to mention this. Prior to that, or not prior to that, while he had the fish there before I netted it, I actually jumped in the water to get some underwater footage, and my GoPro's fried up, dude. Fried up? I don't know what happened, so I it was recording, dunked it in the water. I had already dunked them in the water a couple times that day, and when I brought it back up, the little red light was on, the screen was off, and it wouldn't turn on. And so I went to my second camera, my second GoPro, and did some more underwater footage, came home, uploaded the videos to my phone, and then today, when I started charging them, they didn't want to turn on either. So I lost two GoPros on this trip. What? Wow. Yeah. Like, they're completely out? They're fried, dude. So I have that warranty where you pay like $5 a month for through GoPro. Um, I'm going to see what they'll they'll do for me because I have them in contact. Refurbished, buddy. Total <laughs> refurbishments for Jason. Dude, yeah. So I'm pretty bummed out. And they're not the newest GoPros. They're two GoPro 8s. But they they do work. I mean, we got a lot of good footage from snapper fishing out in federal waters this year. So that's going to be probably my Christmas gift to myself as a new camera because they, they've they been coming in handy, dude. Yeah. And it's good footage, man. The one you posted this earlier this week, the underwater one was like, damn, it's pretty nice. Yeah, they're really sick. All in all, it was a hell of a trout day, dude. I think we can call it a trucha spot, would you say? Yeah. Because we all loaded up on trout, and we hit up a few different little spots in that area, and every drift we did, we were loading up on a keeper trout. Yeah, not only that, like in a previous trip, exactly that same area, we did good in trout. So I think it's uh, a good spot to to go whenever we're trying to look for some trucha. Sucks that we didn't get any reds, but we had to cut the day early. Yeah, <laughs> huh? scuba didn't get the, there, the invite. Yeah. That's when they get the reds, buddy. The I red have to go. Fish. You guys are trucha kings. 
No, it, it looked like y'all. I mean, y'all, we had the ceviche that evening. That's why we had to cut the trip short because we had plans to go out to the Palmito Ranch and do a little bit of blind work and barbecue, and we were going to fish the river, but all those lily pads came in. Yeah, I don't even... Invasive. That invasive species, man. That was when crazy When y'all first see. got there, it was good, but And you can tell that later. it had just gotten there because it was still like... Uh, Patchy. Clear, yeah, it was yeah. like a clear patch, and then you saw it coming in like hard, like heavy. Yeah. And yeah. so to, to describe it is the Palmito Ranch has uh, DJ's house on it. The house is right by the Rio Grande River. It's The back door is what, DJ, maybe 30 yards from the actual river? Yeah, about 30 yards. And so we go out there, we'll barbecue, we'll hang out, shoot skeet, but the plans were to go out there, fish move the blind, fish, and barbecue. So when we got out there, the river looked nice with a few li- lily pads here and there, right? Within an hour, the tide was coming up. So within an hour, the whole river got full of lily pads to where you, if you look at it, you wouldn't tell that there was water there. No. I was even scared to send Mika in, but Mika had Oreo and it was no, no turning bad. back. Oreo's bad influence to Mika. Send her <laughs> Is that normal, DJ? Those th- Does that happen often there? It happens. Um, I mean, it, it's been happening since I was a little kid. So, okay. I mean, it ha- I don't know if it happens every year, but it does happen. It'll clog the river. So. It was a lot. It, it straight up looked like the Amazon in there. Yeah. Like, you couldn't see no it was, no water. Yeah. It was from edge to edge. Like, it was completely covered. Yeah. And by the time it came up all the way to DJ's, um, to the back of his area, it had stopped moving. Yeah, the tide had stopped coming up. I guess it had evened so out. So, it was still, we thought maybe it would pass us. Nope. It blocked us off for the rest of the day. It did. But actually... Um, today it was so much that when y'all went to fix the blind when i was there with the girls cutting up the whole ceviche stuff you you can see that moving like the like the current was pushing yes bad like you can see like if you would stay still in one spot it was flowing it was flowing up it was just a lot of it like the amount of it was like what the hell like this is not even like a joke it's like straight up a lot like but i mean i guess like you said like it it's a thing that's been going on for years does it just get pushed out into the ocean yeah i believe so i mean they don't go and push it out the the county or anybody right i don't know no no, it's just river flow but there just hasn't been any rain anywhere you know yeah it's been real dry everybody's duck ponds are dried up you can imagine up north i mean if we're lacking down here imagine those timbers up there yeah well, guys, I'm glad y'all tuned in to episode seven. Next episode, we are going to be talking about the duck hunt that we're going to go on this Sunday. So I hope to... And find out what we cooked. Yeah, and find out what we actually ate. We'll but, figure um, that one out. We'll bring it to you guys. I appreciate y'all tuning in to this episode. Laters, guys. See you later. Hasta la vista. See ya.